Welcome back to the Winner's Circle. Thanks for joining me. I want to remind you to like, subscribe, comment, and share. Um, it has been a very relaxing time around here with the live feeds because they've been down. However, we got a little bit. We got a little bit of the inside uh, going on. So, the, of course, the reason they've been down is there was a wall yeller. Or that's what we're hearing. Sources say, spoilers say, there was a wall yeller um, saying, um, I think, I, I can't really remember what they said, but that caused production to shut down the live feeds for the outside. So we have had no live feeds except some little clip that popped up and then people tried to make that seem like it was something, but I'll talk about it. Um We've got the inside feeds going. They were down for a long time, too. But we got a couple of conversations. We've got Michael and Brittany having a conversation, Brittany and Taylor having a conversation, Taylor and Monty having a conversation, um, Taylor wanting Brittany and Monty to have a conversation about Michael. Um, and uh, let's see. Let's let's talk about it. So I really, I, I call this, this is like Michael's plan to evict Joseph. That's that's all I see. Even though we've got two separate HOHs going, one inside, one outside. If we remember, Michael had already gotten to Terrence to say evict Joseph or however they worded it, that would seem to be the idea between my, Michael and Terrence. So we know outside that um, Terrence had nominated Turner and Joseph and left Kyle and Alyssa off the block. Well, we are hearing that Terrence won the veto. Now, because live feeds weren't on and we couldn't get the, the scoop from them, we're hearing Terrence won the veto. And the inside is also saying Terrence won the veto because apparently Taylor heard through the door Congratulations, Terrence. So they've all assessed that Terrence has won this veto. And that's that's our assessment, too. Terrence won the veto. Um, but then there was like, I don't know if there was some bickering back and forth or somebody outside like uh, arguing back and forth. But sources say that Terrence used his veto to pull off Turner and put Kyle up. Okay. Now, this is all interesting because it's a couple of things that could have happened. Joseph is fighting for his life and he's Josephing. And he's maybe knows that Kyle exposed the leftovers and they are both exposing information. And Terrence is like, well, I'm going to put you both up and, you know, You'll go, you'll go home, Joseph or Kyle, or if it's a split, he can still break the tie. Um, that could be what happened, which it seems like it's, it's not impossible for that to happen, but it also 
could be maybe Terrence has come up with a plan to hide Kyle as exposing the leftovers and has decided to pull Turner off and let Turner stay in the dark and vote whichever way he would like to. Alyssa can vote. She's, of course, Alyssa's going to vote to keep Kyle. And if Turner votes to keep Joseph, Terrence can just break the tie. And at first I was thinking, why would he even risk that going on the block, meaning Kyle? Why would he, why would Kyle go on the block? Did he volunteer to go on the block? Was he a replacement nominee unknowingly? Um, And it's a lot that can happen for Terrence to decide if he wants to keep him or not. But if Terrence's idea is really to evict Joseph, to roll with Kyle and Alyssa, because he thought Turner was his boy, but Turner didn't tell him that we know of about the leftovers. Kyle did. And Terrence just will roll with what benefits him in the moment. So for right now, it benefits him to get with Kyle and Alyssa and Michael and Brittany in the house because that's what Kyle is telling him. And to Terrence, he's already working with Michael because they've already concocted this plan that Terrence will send Joseph out. If he wants to hide Kyle as the as a target or get the target off of his back or make it just look like, hey, I nominated Kyle and Joseph and Joseph was voted out, kind of protects Kyle. And it also builds some... Um, trust between Terrence and Kyle if there's a way for that to not be too late. If it's not too late for Kyle to start piecing together an alliance and he's looking at bringing Terrence in, then this move is actually good for Terrence's game because um, he doesn't really have an alliance to go with and he doesn't have anything that he can really concretely put his hands on except maybe Michael and he knows Michael has Brittany but if he's looking to build with Kyle then and he thinks Kyle has Michael and Brittany this works to to keep them all aligned um and it's interesting because here Michael is uh in the leftovers he's the HOH inside He's got Monty, Jasmine, Brittany, Taylor, and he nominates Jasmine and Monty. And Brittany wins veto, keeps nominations the same. Michael looks to the leftovers as he's keeping the leftovers together. I even put Monty on the block. We all voted to keep him. Jasmine's leaving. And the whole time, Terrence is doing Michael's dirty work by getting one of the biggest threats to Michael's game out of the house because Monty, Kyle, and Joseph are threats to Michael's game. So if he can get rid of one of the leftovers without actually doing it himself, having a hand in it himself or looking like he had a hand in it, then that's that's just better for him. It will be Terrence or it will actually be, uh, it will be Terrence. It will be Terrence and Alyssa who got Joseph out and then Kyle still stays which is wild it is wild to me because during the conversation that Brittany and Michael are having while Michael is having his um it's like three hour 
bath he took. It had to be the coldest bath water ever in life, but he, he handled it. He must be getting ready for a comp or something. So Michael's in his HOH tub and Brittany comes in to talk to him. And, um, before they get to running the scenarios for the leftovers, she introduces um, the notion of letting Jasmine know why she's going home and that she's going home because they've had such a good bonding experience this week and she doesn't want Jasmine to think it's fake. Jasmine is also going to jury. She's going to be a jury vote. And I do agree that you you do have to do some damage control, some uh some jury management and you don't want to send anyone away thinking you played them. Um, everything about the experience was fake. And if it was, if it was real or if it was fake, you, you should send them off uh, kindly. But I think that they did bond in the house this week. And I think that they probably have bonded with Jasmine a little better than they had in the beginning. Um, she seems a little more, she seems a little toned down this week, but it also could be because she's on the block. Being on the block is the worst place you ever want to be. It brings out a very, <laughs> it's a, a low place for you to be. And it brings out some sadness and some humility. You will humble yourself. It's let me humble you. That's what the block does. So um, she, she seems to tone it down and she's trying to work on these relationships because she's on the block and you don't really want to be a fire on the block. You, you want to be a low, nice, low, warm coal burning, but not a burning flame. So um, Brittany introduces to Michael, we should talk to her. We should tell her we don't want to send her out like that. And he's like, you know, I, I agree with that. If, if you know, we want to talk to her, I'd be down to talk to her, me, you, Taylor. Or Brittany also says if Taylor just wants to, you know, I don't think she uses the term showboat, but, you know, for dramatic effect. If she doesn't want to for dramatic effect, that's on her. But me and you, you and I, we can we can talk to her about it. Um, and I, I do agree that there should be like some laying some groundwork down so that she um, doesn't feel blindsided. Uh, but I would be careful about how quickly or I, I, re I get this message out because there's a lot of time in between eviction. So or so we think I personally don't think that eviction is going to be held off until Thursday. I think that's a long time. I, I definitely think that uh, eviction is going to be on Wednesday, but we just may not watch it air until Thursday. So I do not think that the live eviction will go wait until Thursday. We won't see it till Thursday, but I think they'll have an eviction on Wednesday. And they were having this conversation last night, which was Monday night. And I'm hoping that they save it for just a little closer to the eviction because anything can happen and anything so can happen because Brittany has been holding information from Michael. Surprisingly, she hasn't told Michael about a conversation that she had with Taylor where Taylor is proposing this final five uh, or getting Michael out at five. What Taylor and Monty have discussed is they would like a final four of Brittany, Taylor, Monty, Michael, Joseph, 
would be the final five. But Monty doesn't know how sure he is about keeping Michael that long. Um, and him and Taylor are having some conversations about this. And um, Taylor does give this information to Brittany. She absolutely trusts her. Um, Brittany was one of the first people who pretty much like accepted um Taylor in the beginning to Taylor befriended her was her friend talking game with her so she feels um she has a, a a close relationship and you can tell she has a close relationship with Brittany um but I don't know if Taylor realizes how close of a relationship that Brittany has with Michael and relationship building it all depends on what it means to each individual but it means something. Some people will play this game with their best friend, know that they're going to lose and still go to the end with them. And some people will say, this is my best friend, but I'm here for the money and I don't mind cutting you. You just got to know who you're dealing with. And I think Brittany has expressed that she wants to go to the end with Michael. Um, and so Taylor's not seeing that, I don't think. And she's trusting Brittany and Brittany is carrying or has a strong possibility of carrying information back to Michael and blowing up everybody's game. Brittany is going and Brittany and Michael are going over scenarios as he's in the tub about where they sit in the seven um, based on the this next eviction. They know that Jasmine is leaving. They're not sure who's leaving on the other side. They expect it to be Joseph and they realize if it's not Joseph, then they're in trouble. Um, they realize if it's Kyle, which they also surmise that they don't see a reason how Kyle doesn't come back. Uh, and when they're having this conversation, I'm really thinking like Kyle is not coming back. And then I start running some scenarios and I'm like, ooh, Kyle can definitely come back. So they realize if Joseph does if Joseph comes back and Kyle doesn't, they're in trouble. They're expecting Joseph and Monty uh, and Taylor to work together. Um, they're just coming up with scenarios about where they place in the leftovers based on who comes back. They never expect Turner to go anywhere. They're not. I think they're expecting Alyssa to go anywhere. Um, really, if I'm Michael and, and Brittany, I honestly, if Alyssa is there, I'm I'm looking I would pull her in I, I would because she's just lost if if Kyle goes home this is only if Kyle goes home if Kyle goes home and Alyssa has just lost him she's sad she's she's all emotional she feels like she has no one Terrence will have nominated Kyle um, Turner will have uh, voted to kick him out and so will Terrence because he would have had to be the tiebreaker because Alyssa never would unless they make her vote to kick Kyle out and then she's really bitter about it and then she's like all the people in the backyard will have burned her possibly except for Joseph because he'd be the one sitting next to Kyle on the block so Alyssa would be a woman scorned and if I'm Michael and Brittany I'm looking to bring her in because she have to really be loyal to to us because she doesn't trust anyone else so and her and Taylor without Kyle being a part of the picture um and Alyssa's jealousy getting in the way I think they had a decent 
friendship where Alyssa liked her enough to work with her moving forward if Kyle just so happened to be gone. So if Kyle goes, I would be looking at bringing Alyssa in. Um, But I don't, for some odd reason, even though they're saying that Kyle is on the block as the replacement nom, I actually think that it may be more to protect him to the people in the house, um, the people in the leftovers, because apparently Turner doesn't know um, and and Monty wouldn't know what's going on outside that Kyle revealed the leftovers. So as as Brittany and, and Michael are going uh, running through their scenarios, uh, their best bet is for Kyle to come back in the house and target Monty. Um, they are up a creek if Joseph comes back into the house and they absolutely do not want that. Um, And while this conversation is happening, um, Taylor and Monty are having a conversation downstairs. It starts in the bathroom. Uh, They're sitting on the ledge and he's, he's relaxed and he's they're They're talking about, um, I can't even remember right now, but he eventually asks her about, Well, I do know what they're talking about. They're talking about he asked a question. I think that Monty has been trying to get to the root of something for a very long time. There's not always a long time in the house and there's not always an opportune time to discuss things. So timing is everything with anything. And he asks her, um, does her morals ever um, affect or coincide the way she plays the game. You know, it, he's, he's asking a moral question about the decisions and her decision-making in the game. And it's, she says, she, she, she gives him um, a really good answer. She's like, you know, I usually try to allow other people to come to their own conclusions. That way it's not really me, but I struggled with first week and I, I, I had to, you know, get some, some I had some help with getting some things worked out um, about how I felt about moving forward and game plan, how I was going to play or whatever. And he says when well, he she hadn't said week one yet, but he asked for when this happened. And she said week one. And so then he opens up um, the communication uh, with Paloma and he wants to further it get into detail or explain or ask questions about week one with Paloma. And he starts telling Taylor what his interpretation of week one, week one, when this happened. And it's the same thing. We've heard, we've heard this conversation between Monty and Taylor before where he's, he opens up and he starts saying, well, when you came and asked me this and then, or you told me this and I went to Paloma and then Paloma blew it all up. And, and so Every time he tries to talk about it, Taylor just goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know, I got it, I understand. And he almost gets like, okay, they, they, the subject changes. They never get to go deep into it. I think that he never really gets to say everything he's trying to say because we all know he's got a lot to say. There's a lot inside that is probably running through his head any person with the conscious, he's got to be rethinking this game, how it started, where it is now. And I think he's looking at Taylor as a different person than how he viewed her in the beginning. I think he's questioning how he thought 
the way he thought about her in the beginning compared to how he feels about her now. And I think those are two different feelings, two different thoughts, two different people almost to him because he had her messed up in the beginning that whoever he thought she was, that's not who she was, but he knows now who she is. And I think he's trying to figure out why was I thinking the things I was thinking about this woman? He's, he ends up, he's got a, he's, uh, Taylor says to him, what did she say? She said something to him that sent him to have to go to the bathroom and he needed a beer. And so anyway, they go out to the kitchen and, uh, he still wants to get things off of his chest. And I'm, I'm sitting back watching like, girl, don't say one word because I know what it's like. I, you can talk to me and I will have a thought in my head and it just come right out. And I'm like, see, now you, now you over talking people. And then they lost, they train of thought. Now y'all talking about something else. Now y'all talking about what you want to talk about, but they probably still needed to finish their thought. So it's very polite to sit back and let someone finish their thought, try to hold on to yours, but also try to listen. So I'm willing her to listen because this man, I could, I could feel it in there. I said, girl, be quiet and let him talk. He got something to say. So he is asking about week one. Taylor ends up telling him, like, you're the first person I had ever talked to gang to in the house. And he's like, what? And I know he finds that hard to believe because by the time she talked to him, he's had so many game conversations with probably the majority of the people in the house. Everyone is playing the game day one. And if you don't know how to play the game, it's it it's totally not in your mind that other people are gaming on, on a level that they're gaming when you don't know how the game goes. So and also, I know that they weren't including her, but I also feel that she didn't know that as much game talk was going on as it was, because I think if she did, she'd probably try to get some game conversations and talks in too. But I do understand it's hard when no one's talking to you. She starts um, revealing how it went for her that first week, but then he does start talking and he starts, he tries to start at the beginning where you came and talked to me and these things are aligning what you said. Um, not, not that they're aligning to him, just when he says to her, you came to me and talked to me and this is what you said. She's confirming like, yep, that's what I said. And then he's like, well, I did go back and I'll talk to Paloma. And he's he's really being vulnerable with what he was feeling in that first week because he's saying how he trusted Paloma, how they came in the house together, how he felt that um, he could trust her because they had had conversations before and he hadn't had these conversations with Taylor. But he is um, also... Um, saying he, he's admitting that he followed the crowd, that he thought these things because of things that he heard and other people had said, nothing she did, nothing she said, nothing for, for, for his own eyes and ears from her that led him to feel or say the things that he said, even though she doesn't know the things he said, he does. And he's guilty and he feels guilty. But he is also remorseful and apologetic. And he's letting her know, I messed up. 
I definitely didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. I was hearing these things that people were saying about you, the things that they were saying that you did. In the bathroom, I'm going to go back because I remember what made Monty dig dig deeper, but I think he already wanted to dig deep, but this was his window of opportunity. Taylor told him that in the bathroom, that conversation with Paloma, when Paloma came in the bathroom and she was making a face and she went around the house and told everyone like that Taylor was being rude the way she came at her, the way she said things was... um, uh, you know, it, it, she was rude for doing that when she came into the bathroom and Taylor said, why are you making that face? And Taylor said she just asked her because it was a funny face. She was making the face. And then Paloma said she made it again. But Paloma took that and made it into a whole fiasco. So um, he Taylor told Monty that conversation and how it really went. And he's his reaction is like, that's ridiculous because how it came back to me was totally different. So then they're in the kitchen and um, she says to him, he, Monty asks Taylor, what was the conversation that Paloma had with you in the back room? Um, and it was back when I think she came off when, when she was saved, um, when the twist didn't work. Uh, I think that was it. No, 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 no. I don't know when the conversation with Paloma and Taylor took place, but y'all do because my, my dates are messed up. It is definitely week one because the girl wasn't there that long. He wanted to know from Taylor, what was that conversation? And Taylor tells him, well, pretty much she told me that I was a good person. I, I, um, I, I'm a good person. And the only thing that I should not have done is I just shouldn't have told them that I was a pageant girl. And he couldn't believe that she'd said that and Paloma held that against her. And that was Paloma's whole um, reason for feeling that it was her actions towards Taylor were justified. And so that opened the door for Monty to try to run down to Taylor how the events happened in week one where he went back to Paloma and told Paloma and then Paloma, we all know the story. She said Taylor was lying and then she blew it up. But then he does, he does say he, he touches a little bit on the conversation with Daniel. He's like, you know, Daniel, um, pretty much needed a target. And so that's how you ended up, uh, being the target. He does not really admit that he's the one that put the stamp on it. But, um, in he's, I think he's trying to, he's still playing a game. He knows he did. He definitely feels guilty and remorseful for it. He's trying to give her as much of the information as, as he can, um, to say, I messed up. Um, I caused you a lot of grief, uh, your first week based on what I was hearing from everybody else. And I feel like a dumbass for doing that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry to you. And um, he repeatedly said that he was sorry and how dumb he felt, but they, they got all of this out. And honestly, it was really good to see. It was good to see him take accountability. It was, she's not asking him, what happened week one, he's giving her this information because I think it's on his heart and his mind that he should. He's not waiting to get out of the house to hear it back for somebody else to tell him. Um, I'm not going to 
accuse him of using this as game or I'm going to give his apology um, just what it is. He's apologizing. He's accepting accountability. He's saying I did this. Does he still have some things to apologize for? Absolutely. I don't think that he um, would be wise to say everything that he did against her while he is still in this game if he is playing to win because it's um it's a game still but as a person and as a human i do think that he is owning up to his mistakes he's accepting accountability and since this isn't the first day that he's been trying to repair and rebuild the relationship he's been doing this pretty much since the leftovers formed and he has been consistent and I genuinely think that he means it. And I know y'all want to know, do I think that he likes her or there's a Monte or what my thoughts are on that? I don't know if there's a Monte. Okay. But there is a Monty. And Monty is feeling something for Taylor. Um, and it's not that I want to see them together or I'm trying to ship them or... Um, I, I, I want I want them to be this couple. I do just like to see um, I first I like, first of all, to see the growth in him, to see him um, accepting accountability, which a lot of people lack. I like to see him accepting accountability. I like to see him apologizing. I like to see him actively taking steps to show um, that he is ac- actually remorseful and in that is by respecting her and being honest with her um having these conversations with her supporting her protecting her and i think he has been doing that so that's how you show for me that's how you show me you sorry you can tell me all day long i'm sorry and you can still continue to do the same thing but you're not he has not continuously done the same thing since he turned his uh, light on in his head. So what I do like is I like to see this young man crushing on this young woman. She's somebody, she's someone to be interested in. She is somebody to like. She's someone to uphold in a, in a, in a, in a, in a higher light. He is looking at her and he is checking the shit out of himself going This is a beautiful, educated, smart, kind, sweet, competent, caring, lovely woman. And I see him look at her and I just see him admire her. And I love that. I love to see this young black man admiring this young black woman because we don't see that enough. And I love to see it. I don't care if she don't like him. She ain't never got to like him. I like that he like her. So anyway, that's my take on that. So I don't know if there's a Monte, but there's a Monty. And Monty like Taylor. And I'm glad he does. She can turn him down 70,000 times. Don't matter. That would honestly be what he get. But I do think that he sees her in a different light. And I'm glad that he does. And I'm glad it didn't take him All of this time or for somebody else to have to tell him he sees that himself. And that says a lot about a person when they can do some self-reflection or some reevaluating and see where they have been wrong and 
find out how they were wrong and actively put actions to correct that and show it. Um, I, I'm not mad about it. Y'all can be mad. And as long as y'all mad, I don't have to be mad. So I'm never mad that anybody else is mad. You guys can be upset. We do not have to share the same sentiments. And if y'all mad, I can go off and be happy. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. Anyway, as Monty and Taylor are having this conversation, Brittany comes downstairs to hypnotize them. I'm sorry. That's not why she came downstairs. Brittany came downstairs in the middle of this intimate conversation and just stands right in the middle of the kitchen counter. And is like, what y'all talking about? But you can do that in the Big Brother house because this is all of our house. It's my house just like it's your house. This is my kitchen like it's your kitchen. So you can ask for some privacy, but I can definitely be here. So she's she's within her. She Yeah, she's going to stand in there and listen. And then Taylor lets her know we're talking about how uh, Paloma told me in week one that I just shouldn't have told everybody I was a beauty queen. So anyway, that they start having that conversation. Monty leaves. And so Monty and Taylor were having a conversation about before Brittany came down about uh, this this final five and and him having the conversation with Brittany and him. Monty is saying to Taylor, I'm not really sure that that's a good idea. I don't really know that I want to have this conversation with Brittany and Taylor's like, no, it's definitely fine. You'll be fine. She's fine. She's cool. She's good with it. You definitely got to talk to her. What she doesn't say is it's because I'm telling her anyway. I have been telling her I'm going to tell her after this. And so you might as well speak for yourself, because if you don't, it really just makes you look like you're keeping something because I'm telling Brittany that you and I are talking about her and Michael. And I'm telling her that you and I want to work with her and not Michael in the hopes that she doesn't tell him. So if you don't say anything yourself, she's going to think I'm lying. So you actually have to talk to Brittany. And so that's not what she says, but it's almost what she should say because he actually needs to talk to Brittany because Brittany knows that these conversations are being had and she's not a part of them. If Joseph leaves, there is no final five for them. And I do believe that Joseph is leaving. I, I definitely thought he was going to walk back in the house. Um, but I, I I don't know. I could be wrong. But I think he goes, unfortunately, him and Jasmine and Indy in the jury house. I don't have nothing to say about that. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, Monty is still going to be safe and Jasmine will still be the target because Michael going after Monty, not knowing what's going on on the other side. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not good for him. Monty is a shield for him. He needs a shield. If Joseph leaves, um, and Monty leaves, then, it's just Kyle, but Kyle's got Alyssa and Kyle's got Terrence now. And so it would be better for Michael to keep Monty in the game and send Jasmine out. And that way he looks like he's still strong and true to the leftovers. And he did his part for the leftovers. Um, and Terrence will have taken out Joseph, which was essentially for all for Michael. And 
Michael's HOH goes off as a hit. Really, Michael did uh, two evictions. All right, so I'm going to do a Twitter question. This question comes from Grace. The handle is at Hi Grace, I'm Grace. Grace's question is, if Michael doesn't get veto next week, does the rest of the house have to take a shot at him? Or is it better for Taylor, Monty, Turner to go after Kylissa and Terrence? Hmm. I think that I would probably want to go for Michael and Terrence because Michael is just going to win out, but we don't really, hmm, this is tough because I want to say you don't have to go after Michael right now because you've got time. Um, There's still two more evictions before they get down to seven. And then they could actually, well, they're not going to get to seven because either Kyle or Joseph is going to go home, but um, there's still enough people in the house where they don't have to get rid of Michael right then. But you do have to realize that if he, he can't play in this HOH, he plays in the next one and he could win the next one. And so if Terrence is still around, to me, Terrence is a bigger threat because it seems like people keep wanting to pull Terrence along as if he's like Big D. Um taking him to the end and trying to get a guaranteed win. But Terrence just won uh, an HOH and veto on his HOH, and he will send out either Joseph or Kyle. So he's building his resume. So um, he's not really like guaranteed that you can beat him, even though if Michael sits next to him, of course he can. It did seem from the conversations that Brittany and Michael were talking about definitely having Taylor in their three and Terrence. Um, so if people are just going to keep pulling Terrence along and bringing him, I would want him gone. I would definitely want him gone because I don't want anyone to have somebody that they're just going to keep bringing along. Like that's your guaranteed ticket to win. Uh, but Michael is, dangerous. I think that Michael's best bet for staying in the game is to have um, Monty and Kyle in front of him. I think Turner is really dangerous too, because nobody is ever really uh, looking at him. He might just skate on by, but I say, no, I don't take a shot at Michael just yet if i'm if i'm taylor monty turner i'm taking out kyle if he's not if he's not gone um and i'm probably putting him up there with terrence and then i'd say keep michael and Brittany because they're numbers for votes and if you keep them safe then they'll definitely believe that you're still working with them and they'll keep voting the way you need them to as the numbers in the house get smaller you have to have people who will vote on your side. It The voting matters because you can have your target up there, but if the people who are voting will not vote your target out, you're screwed. So you don't have a whole lot of numbers. And if 
they stay true to Michael and Brittany, then they can at least count Michael and Brittany to vote the way they need them to. Hmm. This is a tricky little slippery house, though. People uh, are doing things like mm, back doors and blind sides. So hmm, you just don't know. But um, Terrence, for sure, and not just on a not, it's nothing personal. It's just that I think that too many people. Um, Kyle wants to keep him. Alyssa would keep him. Michael and Brittany want to keep him. Only people that probably don't want to keep him are Taylor, Monty, and Turner. So, all right. Well, that was my segment. We haven't had a lot. Feeds have been down. They are back up. We've got some shows coming up in between my next recording. So I'll fill you guys in. Uh, on the next show. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment. You can catch me back here Mondays and Wednesdays on the Winter Circle. You can follow me on Twitter at Absolutely Tiff. I tweet a lot. Y'all don't be sensitive and take my stuff to heart. I have fun. I love to laugh. Um, sense of humor keeps you young. Uh, so also, uh, you can watch our video on YouTube. You can listen in the morning on Apple and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at Absolutely Gorgeous 100. I am all over the place. Love you guys. Bye.